If cat videos made the internet popular, they're drunk. <laughs> drunk cat videos take it to another level. Oh. You're listening to people reacting as their cats get all wobbly or fall down drunk after sipping something called Apollo Peak Cat Wine. One cat even tries to eat the rug. Pumpkin, you know that's not a toy, right? That's just the rug. Okay, before you speed dial PETA to report animal abuse, this cat wine contains no alcohol. It's liquid catnip, and it lets cat owners feel like they're sharing happy hour with their favorite four-legged friend. Stupid, right? Well, the guy who makes the cat wine says sales so far total $1.5 million. And some people will yell at me and say, you're an idiot. Why are you trying to make animals human? I'm sorry, I'm not the one making animals humans. You guys are. I'm Jane Wells, and welcome to CNBC's Strange Success, the podcast, which I hope both inspires and amuses with rags-to-riches stories behind weird businesses. This week's episode not only looks at the story behind an odd product, you'll also go behind the scenes to find out what really happens on the TV show Shark Tank. When did you get your $100,000 from Canada? I didn't get that 100000 actually. So, yeah, a lot of people, no one really knows that we actually did not partner up. Um, but that's that's a, a large percentage of the entrepreneurs that go on there. And they what happened? Uh, more on that later. My name is Brandon Zavala, and I'm the founder and CEO of Apollo Peak, and we make wine and beer for pets. 34-year-old Brandon Zavala had always tried to create businesses. I tried making these, like, digital billboards in the early days. Now they're everywhere. Um, I I did, um, like, this online trail uh, website that I was working on when I was in, in high school, and didn't go anywhere there either, too. That one fell off the wall. He actually wanted to be a pilot, studied aviation in college, but he decided pursuing that career was too expensive. So Brandon Zavala got an MBA and ended up working for a pet food company. And while walking down the aisles of pet stores, he noticed a gaping void in the market. There were plenty of things for pets to eat, nothing to drink. I always thought it was kind of um, hilarious that People wouldn't buy anything but just hard treats for their dogs, and there was nothing out there that existed other than just hard treats and hard food and wet food. Um, And that's when I really looked around and said, there's nothing that's really growing in type of a beverage market. And beverage markets for humans has been growing exponentially in the past 10 to 15 years, and I thought that would be kind of fun and interesting to kind of create something for pets. What I noticed, too, is that wine culture in America is actually pretty big, and a lot of folks love wine. Um, And then specifically for cat owners, I've noticed that not quite all of them, but a large percentage of cat owners love wine. And so it would be funny to create something that was wine associated with wine, but also kind of a beverage that you could share for your pet. Um, And through that idea, I kind of thought, wouldn't it be funny if your cat could look like he's had a little too much wine? Fortunately, Zavala had two guinea pigs for product testing, his two cats. I would make some sort of beet concoction and then add a little bit of catnip in it and mix it around and see if they would react to it. Um, my main cat, Apollo, who I named the business after, he's not much of a drinker in general, so he, uh, he would always just kind of s- uh, sniff it and walk away. But my other cat, Hades, who is more uh, inclined to light catnip, he would sniff it and drink it and start rolling over. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is a gold mine. If you can make cats look like they're drinking something and roll over as if they're acting drunk, people are going to love it. This was early 2015, and Zavala started brewing his so-called cat wine, that really isn't wine, as a side hustle, charging up $4,000 on credit cards. 
You know, Pinot Meow was our original, which is our red wine. <laughs> Apollo Peak cat wine is not for humans, but I tasted some anyhow, and it's... Ugh. It tastes like... Are you getting the catnip out of it at all? Oh, maybe that's, it's like water with something terrible in it. Yeah. <laughs> Cats smell the catnip and they go nuts for it. They don't even really drink it. Why do we need this product? <laughs> why do we need this product? I, you know, why are people walking down the street with booties on their dog's feet or with uh, these like these heavy jackets or anything? Dogs don't need that, but they love it because it makes them look more human. And for me, it's really about the socialization, right, of you and your, and your pet. Zavala did not make much money on Apollo Peak in 2015. He built a website for e-commerce, and he reached out to a company called Meow Box, which delivers a box of cat products every month to subscribers. And it was in March, I believe March of 2016, when I got a response back from the owner. And she, she had said, hey, you know, this is a great idea. Can you make something that's small that would fit in a box? And I said, yeah, I'll take it upon myself. So I actually walked into a liquor store. I bought a couple shots of uh, vodka, basically, that looked in the perfect bottle for me. Um, ripped the top off, drank the vodka, put the top back on, or put some, uh, some of the Pinot Meow and Moscato at the time in the bottles, wrapped it back up, set it right up by a fireplace, and took a picture of it. And I sent that to her, and I said, these are what we have. And she had said, those are amazing. I will take 4,000 of them, basically. And so that was my first big order, you know. And I mean, how are you gonna make 4,000? I know, right? Like, that, at the time, I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm, I just made the sale, right? And so, so for me, I was like, I just made a sale for 4,000 bottles. Yes, it's gonna be amazing. And then it didn't set in for maybe a day or two after the weekend was up that I had said, okay, I have to figure out how to make 4,000 bottles, you know? My entire apartment was all boxes and all bottles of Pinot Meow everywhere, basically. And it's actually pretty funny to look at because when you look at it, it's like, how did this guy even exist in this house? It looked like a hoarder's house, just full of cat wine everywhere, you know? Zavala also tried to get some media attention. And one day, a reporter from the Huffington Post called to do a quick phone interview. And I had, I had no idea who the HuffPost was at the time. And all my friends and family were like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. Can't wait to see it. And I'm just like, whatever, you know, you know hopefully it'll be something. <laughs> and um, it was around 10 a.m. the next day when it actually went out and um, that I had set pings on my phone to tell me when there was an order. And they would go off maybe once a week or once every few days. And all of a sudden this day, it just started going faster and faster and faster and faster and faster to the point that it stopped. Apollo Peak did eight to nine thousand dollars in sales that day. The second day just got bigger. It went viral, basically, and um, I had never known what going viral or, or going viral in the news or anything like that was like. But all of a sudden, our, our store was just nonstop, and we were doing on average probably fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in a, in a day. Did yeah. you have the capacity to meet this? Not at all. Not at all. But I wasn't what, the type of person that was going to say, "We need to stop these orders now. We don't have capacity to build them." I was one of those people that said, "Doesn't matter. We'll figure out a way. Let's take these sales. This is a business now. Let's do it." So we bought these three kind of they're like wine fermentation barrels that holds about twenty gallons, um, and we were doing sixty gallons at a time and um, brewing it up in Golden putting it in the car and driving all the way down to Denver and bottling it and doing the same thing over and over every single day for a good two to three weeks straight, four weeks. <laughs> How many hours a day? Uh, at least 16 to 17 hours. I, I was getting no sleep, but I was drinking plenty of Red Bull. And <laughs> I called up my boss at the time and I had said, hey, you know, um, uh, I think I have to quit. And um, it's, it's not because of you, it's not because of the company. I love this place, but 
I don't know if you heard of anything. I made this this wine for cats, and he's like, "Oh, I totally heard about it." And we knew about you, and we were watching you, and it's really awesome that you contacted us and let us know. And I was like, "That's awesome." He's like, "We're all rooting for you, so just do what you need to do. Um, you know, take off, be that entrepreneur that you've always wanted to be, and give it a shot." But uh, when I quit that job, you know, I had you know two weeks or three weeks of pay, and then once that stopped, I'm like, "I'm not even paying myself with this new job." So. It was a, it was a very, I'd say, difficult, but also kind of exciting time. You know, I wasn't thinking about money. I wasn't thinking about money for myself. I had a little bit of savings that I could live off of, um, but I wasn't worried about getting paid. I didn't care. I just wanted to make this product and keep moving forward. That's when Brandon Zavala learned one downside of creating a startup. When I first started the company, it was like I, I didn't know anybody in Denver. I had just approached some folks that I met through friends, and you know they were seemed pretty smart business-wise. So I thought, hey, you know what? I'm doing this venture. If you guys want to join me, I'll give you so and so percentage, you know. And uh, they're like, sure, you know. It was at that point where I kind of slowly said, this is probably a bad idea because they're not working. They just wanted a piece of the pie. So I started kind of cutting people off in the early day and said. You're not part of us, you know. You're not working enough. I'm sorry, but uh, was that hard? No deal. Was it weird? It's extremely hard. You lose a friendship. Then came Shark Tank, the dream destination for every crazy idea. More than a few strange successes I've covered have been on Shark Tank, but no one has ever revealed as much about what really happens behind the scenes as Brandon Zavala, including this. Just because a shark decides to invest in your company doesn't mean the shark actually ends up giving you the money. Tell me about Shark Tank. Yeah, Shark Tank was the beast. I never really watched much TV, so I didn't think twice about it. And I always thought these business owners going on Shark Tank, what are they doing? They're just, you know, they're being wild, they're being funny. It's not a real business. Zavala says a Shark Tank producer called him, not the other way around. But he kind of blew him off. You know, I had thousands of bottles to make, and at the t I just didn't even think about it. I was like, this needs to be done. We're getting emails from people who bought, and they're, it's, an, it's already a month late that they didn't get their cat wine, you know, and we were getting yelled at left and right. And I was just like, I have to focus on these customers, or I'm, this is never going to happen again. So A month went by. He called me finally and said, Brandon, you missed the June filming. We need you on the September one at least. So Brandon Zavala agreed to go to Los Angeles to appear on Shark Tank. And when I got there, um, I think that's when it finally set into me that it was a real thing. You know, I, I didn't study, I didn't think about anything I was going to say, I, didn't, I just didn't care in my mind. There was just so much going on that I just went there and I saw all these entrepreneurs there and they were all way smarter than me, in my opinion. And I was like, oh my gosh, these people are going to kill me on the stage. Holy crap, I need to study. Because I would speak to some of these entrepreneurs and they're really smart and they were saying, how long have you worked on your pitch for? How long have you been practicing? And I was like, uh, I don't know, I mean, a few weeks or so, you know, and I was lying to them, <laughs> straight up lying to them. They're like, yeah, it's been, I've been working on this for a month. He crammed for a day to develop and memorize his pitch. The morning when I was called on stage, I, I drank probably, well, they woke us up at like 5.30 in the morning. I'm not a morning person, so that was tough on its own. I got into this uh, area where they keep us and started drinking coffee, and I was like, all right, I'll stay awake. It should be another hour or so. No, they kept me in there for six hours. <laughs> On taping day, Zavala is one of the last entrepreneurs to appear before the Sharks. I walk in and um, it's, this, it's just a stage, so it's not that big of a deal really, it's just some stage that you're on, but there's hundreds of people in this little stage watching you and looking at you and you're like, oh man, this is all just for me to talk, oh boy. And um, all of a sudden, uh, I just hear from the back of me, cut, cut, cut. 
they had to cut because they had brought in some shelter cats uh, that you might have seen on the show. Uh, and these cats were scared. They were scared as hell. <laughs> they did not want to be there. I did not want cats there because I knew for a fact that they'd be scared. There's too many people. Somebody manages to herd the cats and Zavala starts. Now, he wanted $100,000, and he was willing to offer in return a 10% stake in his company, a figure Brandon Zavala admits he just kind of made up. But then a bidding war starts between Kevin O'Leary and Damon John, each willing to give him the money, but they want at least 20% of the company. I had done the math before and said 20 would be the highest that I would do. And if I can even get that 100000 for that 20%, so be it. Finally, he has to pick a shark. On camera, they show it like it's this very short period of time. It felt more like 10 minutes that I was sitting there like, I don't know, you know, and, and, they, and they're just yelling back. And they're like sharks, you know, they're like, you better choose now or you're not getting anything in return. Yeah, this is your chance. You're going to blow it, you know, and all this stuff. And, and they're just taunting me the entire time. And I'm like, uh, just, uh, I choose Kevin. Why did you choose Kevin? So I, so I chose Kevin basically because he was associated with wine. I was trying to brand our company more as a wine company versus a, or like a pet wine company versus just some pet company. After the taping, Zavala returns to the trailer where producers kept him that day, and a psychiatrist walks in. Now I've heard this before, that there's a mental health professional on site for Shark Tank contestants. And I'm like, oh boy, did I do something wrong, you know? And she's like, no, 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 it's just standard. We just want to make sure everything's okay with you. Um, and I remember my response like as if it was yesterday because I was like, yeah, everything's fine. I just feel like I think I'm having a heart attack or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Zavala was not having a heart attack, but just suffering from a lot of anxiety. He did some breathing exercises and felt better. But the anxiety would return. When was that? That was in September of 2016. And when did it air? It didn't air till April of 2017. When did you get your $100,000? I didn't get that 100000 actually. So, yeah, a lot of people, no one really knows that we actually did not partner up. Um, but that's that's a, a large percentage of the entrepreneurs that go on there and they make what these What happened? Well, okay, so from, from that point to the point where we started negotiating, there's post-negotiations that happen. They have to look at all your books. We had no books. We were brand spanking new, so we had to put books together for them, which we did. <laughs> um, they, and they looked at it and they're like, you, you really only have four months of books. And I was like, well, yeah, that's what I said. We just started, you know, and we're a new company. Um, so it wasn't Kevin directly, but it was his folks that were speaking saying, um, well, you know, we just don't think that it's really worth our time then if it's only four months in business to do this we want more <laughs> and I was like well what more do you want you know out of this and um, they, they, they said well offer us what you think that we should get and I said well okay you're talking royalties well I'll give you <laughs> I think it was like somewhere around like I'll give you 10,000 in royalties or something and uh, and it was just kind of like a slap to the face and then they're like no 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 are you, are you serious are you being are you being serious here and I was like I, I just don't know guys like I, I made the deal in the tank I really don't want to you know move too far from that. That's know. the deal. That's the deal. That's it. They were at a standstill. Zavala says O'Leary's team eventually took a pass, telling him, look, you're too new, but let's stay in touch. This happens sometimes. By the way, I checked with Kevin O'Leary, and he confirms Zavala's story. Zavala figured the Shark Tank segment would never air because the deal was never consummated. He was wrong. Six months after the taping, in March 2017, he received an email saying Apollo Peak Catwine would air on Shark Tank in three weeks, even though no deal was ever done. Hey, you know, it's a TV show and this was good TV. 
The Apollo Peak team debated whether to build up stock in advance of their appearance. Zavala decided not to. Here's why. That week after they had told us, I had this dream that was like, it was a dream of me sitting in a warehouse with a bunch of stuff. And it was going nowhere. And I thought, I should probably sit back and think that maybe that had something, in, you know, some sort of premonition of what to do or whatever. And I said, okay, we're not building stock. And so we watched the episode happen and um, lo and behold, sales came through. They were not as big as what I had uh, thought we would get or anticipated, but like I said, we didn't build stock, so we built to order everything that came through. I mean, I'd say dollar value wise, probably about $30,000, $35,000 total throughout the next week of Shark Tank happening, mainly because it's a pet product. I don't think that there's a lot of pet folks that watch that, uh, watch Shark Tank or just don't buy into these you know, random products or whatever that are out there. But your dream was right. Yeah, I, I'm not a big believer in like dreams or premonitions for the future or anything like that, but my gut told me, listen to that, and you know, it, it's a dream that I remembered, so <laughs> might as well listen to it at least, you know. His gut has served him well. After bringing in $450,000 in revenues in 2016, Apollo Peak sales are now at least a half million dollars a year, and the product line has expanded from cat wine to dog beer. Again, no alcohol, but there is anise seed, which Brandon Zavala says is kind of like catnip for dogs. Between his beverages for cats and dogs, it's raining money. 150,000 bottles in all have been lapped up by pet owners. At the same time, he's discovered the regulatory red tape around pet food. Many states require annual licensing fees for each product line. And when they ask us to register every single product in every state, by doing the math, that's $100,000 a year that we have to pay just to sell our products. Our cat wines are not a food product, really. They, they look like a food product, but they're liquid catnip. So what I've done is I've actually changed the registration status of our products uh, recently to just being a liquid catnip product for cats because we have so many lines of that stuff that it would, just, it would, be, it would put us out of business. Any pushback from anyone saying this is a terrible idea. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we've gotten pushback before. Uh, you know, we get it all the time. Still, even today, uh, folks are saying, why are you making alcohol for cats? That's, that's ignorant. You're making people, you know, kill their pets. And, and the cool thing about, um, the, some cool things about social media is that it kind of corrects itself. So if someone writes something that to, uh, to us on social media, somebody will comment, inevitably comment back and say, you're an idiot. Did you not read the label? There's no alcohol, you know, and it, it kind of corrects itself, right, over time. Zavala is now adding health benefits to the dog beer to make it a daily beverage for pets rather than just the occasional happy hour drink. This year, he'll also be releasing a CBD powder extracted from cannabis and thought to have health benefits to mix into a cat beverage in Colorado where pot is legal. His goal is to sell Apollo Peak in the next few years to fund his new entrepreneurial passion, cat conventions. <coughs> Zavala recently held a cat convention in Denver, and 5,000 people showed up. So weird. But perhaps the weirdest decision of all, he named the company Apollo Peak after his cat Apollo, who doesn't even like the product, even though his other cat, Hades, loves it. So why isn't the company called Hades Peak instead of Apollo Peak? Apollo disappeared for two years um, in my life. I thought he was dead. It was almost two years to the date when I got a call from a local shelter that they had found my cat, Apollo. And I said, what, what? Um, apparently he was found by a, uh, um, a uh, animal control person a block away from my house. 
And so I don't know what happened in this time. I've always just said, kind of a funny story, that Apollo was learning how to make wine for other cats during this time. But who knows? And, and, and for me, it's like he survived. And I want this business to survive. So, you know, I figured why not name it after a cat that's been out in the wild and, and, and who knows what he's been through, um, returned and is living a nice life now, you know? So. <laughs>